Hi, I'm Kathleen Thomas. I'm a junior first-year staff writer on the Acona newspaper. I am here today to introduce the first of a mini-series for our Acona podcast. And today we will be talking about a combination of physical health, nutrition, and also dive into mental health. And today I brought on a guest speaker, Ms. Jasome. Hello. <laughs> AP Lang, an English teacher for freshmen. Is yes, that right? freshman honors. <laughs> How fun. We're going to start off with nutrition. So first for nutrition, I find that if you find a way to incorporate a green smoothie, juice, or green drink in the beginning of the day, it almost makes you more likely to get your greens in because it's out of the way. It's like a checklist. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, a, that's a good suggestion. And they also taste really good. So they do, they nice do. So it's nice to have something good in the morning that maybe doesn't have caffeine in it, but still gives you a little bit of an energy boost. Right, exactly. And I know that this morning, usually my mom and I make our own, but this morning we were out of bananas and spinach, which is basically the whole smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> so I got one from Swami Juice, which is right by Academy. Ooh, yes. It's really Swami good. Swami Juice is very good. The Wellness Warrior. That's my favorite. So the recipe my mom and I usually use is we add a handful of spinach, three-fourths of a teaspoon of chia seeds, one-fourth almond milk unsweetened, a cup of ice, a banana, and then if you want more of a taste to it with either almond or vanilla extract, you could probably add about half a teaspoon of that. We sometimes throw that in there to switch it up a little bit. And also, you can always put berries in it, too. If you just don't like the taste of greens as much, the berries kind of cover it up. You don't even taste it, even though the color is a little intimidating sometimes. (laughs) And then one of the ingredients I talked about inside of that was chia seeds, which I want to touch on next. They were listed in that recipe, and I feel like people might be kind of unaware of how good chia seeds are for your health. According to WebMD, um, they're heavy in omega-3 fatty acids, and I feel like when you hear that term, it sounds gross, fatty acids. They're good for heart disease and brain health. So that's really good as students to have something kind of to incorporate into taking care of our brains. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a nice plant-based option, too, because a lot of people think about omega-3s being in fish, particularly salmon and sardines. But Mm -hmm. it's a nice uh, plant-based option, too, for for those omega-3s and fatty acids. Yeah, it is. They also have lots of calcium, so they can improve bone health for um, athletes and It can help with osteoporosis, and they have a lot of fiber, so they're good for your digestive system. But the challenge is kind of incorporating them. I mean, you're not going to go buy some chia seeds and eat them raw (laughs) for multiple reasons, one of them being that they actually expand 10 to 12 times their body weight when incorporated with a liquid, so it could become a choking hazard, so you have to be careful with that. But you can add them to smoothie or an acai bowl or any kind of drink, And then sometimes in the mornings, I'll put them in my water bottle and just shake it up because they become kind of like little jelly beads. Yeah. I think they're really good. They add a texture. (laughs) You can make a pudding out of them too. You can look online, but there's lots of recipes for chia puddings. And you can add almond milk and unsweetened cocoa and stir it up and let it sit for like an hour minimum. And it kind of firms up and gels up and almost Sounds good. Like a I've seen that online and stuff. I've never tried it, but no, I definitely good. will be adding that. And then another nutrition idea I have is so, lots of recipes have noodles in them and pasta. 
and pasta gets a bad rep because they have a lot of carbs they're not it's not the healthiest choice but there are different options that you can substitute for you can get almost any vegetable and spiralize them or spaghetti squash but sometimes you don't really want to have a vegetable you just want pasta so <laughs> they actually make chickpea noodles which taste the exact same but they are so much better for you um my favorite brand is Banza, and it's spelled B-A-N-C-A. I might be butchering the pronunciation, but <laughs> they're really good. And they have different types of noodles, too. They have the lasagna ones and rigatoni and the penne, so you're not limited. And they have twice the protein, four times the fiber, half the carbs, and they taste the exact same. You would never know the difference. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. They have edamame ones, too edamame yeah. noodles so if you like stir fries and things like that you can use edamame noodles and um i had another i think it was like soybean maybe and similar it has much higher protein um and you can find affordable options like at aldi and other places that you wouldn't necessarily think of but they have a really good organic line and um, they have some a lot of alternative pasta type things Right. Okay. That sounds good. I, I definitely want to try those. And then moving along while you're in the grocery store looking for your noodles, <laughs> it always helps to stick to the perimeter of the store. And I heard this years ago. I would like to give credit to the person I heard it from. I know it was a YouTube video <laughs> and I believe it was Haley Sunny's, but she was basically talking about how to go grocery shopping without getting distracted because the whole theory of out of sight, out of mind, it's, it's very true. If mm-hmm. I don't see it, I'm more likely not to buy it. Mm-hmm. And the perimeter of the grocery store has all the produce and usually healthier items that you can choose from. Whereas if you go inside the middle, you find all the junk food and <laughs> the yeah. tempting treats. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're hungry. Yeah, that's another thing. I've heard never to go shopping um, while you're hungry. I try not to because then everything looks good. That's so true. So not only <laughs> am I buying things that I probably don't need to have in my house, but also I blow the budget that I want to spend on groceries on things that are unnecessary. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my mom used to always say things like, are you sure y'all want to come to the grocery store? Because my sister and I have always been involved with that. Nice. Um, and then she'd always be like, just remember, whatever you see, you might not eat, you might not want later on, because we would always see something that we weren't even there for, and we'd be like, oh, let's, let's have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Our last nutrition tip is apple cider vinegar and lemon water. Mm-hmm. So this is something that I've heard several different places, but to start off your morning with either lemon water or apple cider vinegar in your water, not, not alone, <laughs> or maybe mix both, And it's kind of, it's a theory of a detox water, and they say it can help with so many different things. Weight loss, um, your skin, just it helps you not start off the day in such a bad mood. It kind of wakes you up. Mm -hmm. So I've tried this this week to kind of get ready for the podcast and say what I think about it. I do think that it might be in my head, but I feel like it's definitely putting me in a more energetic state. Which then again, hearing something, sometimes you kind of just assume it's right. Mm -hmm. But um, I do enjoy drinking it in the morning. I I think I'll keep doing it. Um, I will say it's really gross, the apple cider vinegar. (laughs) It's awful. I have to hold my nose and do it. But (laughs) once it's done, it's done. (laughs) Which that's kind of the hardest part about doing something is actually starting it. 
that's true. That's <laughs> true. I've been trying to do the water and lemon, and I know for a lot of people it works super well. For me, for whatever reason, it might have to do the acidity of the lemon, but right. it like makes my stomach a little upset. So, but I know for so many people it works, and I think honestly, if you're gonna hydrate, then that's great. So I would try it because you may be more fortunate than I am. Not <laughs> have to worry about like your stomach but um it may also just be because i'm drinking too much coffee so <laughs> again it's, it's i have to figure out um i have to do some trial and error and some experimentation myself right and that was a good point you brought up about how you were aware that it doesn't sit with you mm-hmm. i think that's something that especially as young people we sometimes do things because we're told to do it mm-hmm. and we don't think about the effect it has on us and that could kind of go into the mindset of why you're doing something if you are drinking apple cider vinegar water and you're like, this is disgusting, I don't want to do it, then don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't do something that you're just not looking forward to. Good point, yeah. Um, so I guess saying that, we could segue into our mental health and self-care beyond fitness and nutrition section. So with the right mindset, I think there's also something important about saying that whenever you start something, you're not going to be good at it. And Ms. Carney tells us this all the time in A-Push. Um, <laughs> at the beginning of the year, we were all scared and saying how stupid we were. And it's not true. We're not, we're not stupid. We mm-hmm. were just starting something new. Right. It's like when the United States was created. We didn't do everything right. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And I use a lot of sports analogies just because I think people connect with that. That I would never just go onto a soccer field and assume I know how to play soccer. Oh, no. Or like go onto a volleyball, I don't know, court, and, and <laughs> pretend that I know how to play volleyball because I don't. And it takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of drills and it takes a lot of things like that. And I think we, we take that for granted with sports and maybe not so much in other areas of our life. And we're, we're willing to give ourselves that grace when it comes to learning something like a sport. And oftentimes you learn when you're a child, so you're more mm-hmm. receptive to learning anyway. But... Um, Sometimes you have to step back and say, okay, yeah, this is going to take some time, and, and that's okay. That's perfectly typical. Right. I can think of several examples where I've shied away from something because I said to myself, oh, I've never done that before. I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And either I completely ignore the task and don't do it, or I come back to it later and I just say, okay, this, I've held this off. It's time to actually try to get into this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done that with running recently. I've had a lot of back injury pain, and um, it's been a long journey. It's been since April, actually, and I've missed being able to exercise because I love exercising. It makes me feel so content and less stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. So I was kind of scared to start going back to the gym and running because I didn't want people to see that I was maybe not as advanced as they were, mm-hmm. but I had to remind myself, one, I'm doing this for myself. I'm not doing it for the other people. And then two, they don't know what I'm coming back from. Exactly. Not that it matters that they know, mm-hmm. but I'm working on something that I've been out of the game for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard to start new things. It really is. It but is. I got back into it, and I already feel better after a week. So sometimes it's just trying the first time. Yeah. And then this next tip is my personal favorite on the entire list. But... um. <laughs> journaling and making lists 
<laughs> if you've seen me walking around school with a little purple notebook with a pen sticking out of it, that is my journal. I write everything I have to do in a day from brush your hair to go to AP Lang. <laughs> I write everything and I cross it off as I go along my day. And it might seem a little tedious, a little like, oh, why does she have to remind herself to go to class? Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm reminding myself. It's that getting it out of my mind and onto paper yep. makes me feel so much better. Yes. So much less stress. And there's so many more things you can do. That's just my to-do list part. I have lots of portions in this book. Yes. <laughs> I also do a mood tracker where every day I kind of write a recap of what was good, what was bad, mm-hmm. what I'd like to change. And then over the course of a month, it's really interesting to see yourself grow. Because sometimes when you're just going along your life you don't notice when things are changing because Mm -hmm. it's happening slowly but then over the course of a long amount of time you see oh wow I've really improved or I really need to get back at this and it just helps to see it all written down (laughs) yeah it's a lot of fun and for some of my previous students they know that I have bullet journaled for mm, like two years Mm -hmm. I've always had a journal and usually two um, per year of the Boisterum style journals, like a dot journal, and um, I think it's really important. And like you said, to try to to track your growth. Um, For me, I am also a big list person, and I prefer to do it pen to paper than electronic. And I do a lot of things electronic, but I can't get into my daily schedule and everything else on electronics. I need to physically be able to cross things off. So um, I'm a huge fan, huge fan of journaling. I think that it is just such a great way to release stress, to be able to analyze, to be able to realize that maybe you're looking at things from a certain perspective and by writing it down, it helps you see another perspective. So right. it's almost like having a conversation with yourself. Yeah, that's that's a good point. What kind of ideas do you incorporate into your journal? Um, I, well, I stopped bringing my bullet journal to school and I've started using the Academy Planner, which has been very useful for me. Oh, yeah. Um, but at home, I have my bullet journal, so I always have... The month and I keep a tracker but mostly of exercise reading writing and like different kinds of self-care things that I do um, and I track that so it helps me see where my priorities are how how much I'm doing things I also have goal trackers in there um, I try right. especially in the summer when I travel overseas I try to write every day what I do um, just like a reflection on the day I usually do a weekly reflection um, sometimes I'll paste stuff in there that I like. Like if I go to a concert, I'll put my tickets in there. Oh, right. um, so just That's a little cute. bit of everything. I just try to, I, you know, there's a lot of bullet journaling YouTube channels and different things that mm-hmm. you can, that you can access, but that's what I do. That, that's what works for me. And sometimes things stop working. So I just discard them. Right. And they say that you're more likely to accomplish a goal if you write it down anyways. Mm-hmm. So that can play into this as well. And I personally, I've started doing a habit tracker. Mm-hmm. I don't have the dot bullet journal. I just have a blank one. Mm-hmm. I design it myself, I guess. But um, I have been tracking reading, mm-hmm. putting down my phone 30 minutes before bed, mm-hmm. running or walking in the morning, mm-hmm. and then homework after school. That's something I, I'm so bad at that. I always 
push my homework off until right before bed. And I go to bed fairly early because I get up super early. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> it's not too. the best schedule for me. <laughs> me <laughs> I'm too. trying to work on that. And the phone thing is hard. Yes, it is. It's tricky. It's definitely, for me, I don't, I don't have my phone on me often. Like I don't have it on me now, but when I go home, it's very tempting to scroll through Instagram or to right. get onto a blog or to watch YouTube channels on nutrition and wellness. <laughs> and I'm like, but I'm watching a YouTube channel on wellness. This has to mean that it's good for me. But I, I also know that I need to put away the devices for a while. Um, it just helps me relax. Like I don't have to be tuned in all the time. I don't have to be exposed to media all the right. time. Right. It's nice to get away for a little bit every day, especially in your profession where you're talking to people all day. You're surrounded by lots of people. Yeah. <laughs> teaching. I think, I think with teaching, teaching's very active, which I really enjoy. But sometimes when I go home, it's especially when I first started teaching, it's nice mm-hmm. to be kind of passive and not listen to your own voice for a while. So I think that's where I get in that habit sometimes of... Um, Right, I'm introverted, <laughs> so when I go home, I'm like, oh, time to rest. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I kind of touched on my morning routine. So mm-hmm. that's something I love watching morning routine videos. Oh, yeah, they're great. Hearing about people's morning routines. I don't know, there's something about the beginning of the day that's just, it's so nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I've been recently slowly making the time go earlier and earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Started off getting up at 6.40, and then I live fairly close, I'm 10 minutes away, but, um, and then I moved it back to 6, and now I'm at 5 o'clock, which I'm not going any further. Yeah, that's, that's early. (laughs) We're going to stick with that number, but, um, I've been really enjoying having what they call a slow morning. Have you Mm -hmm. heard that term? I have, yeah. I, I like it because I feel like when you go to school... Or when you go to work, you have such a schedule you have to stick to. You have to get stuff done by certain times. You have to go to class at a certain time. But when you have a slow morning, you're not rushed. You can take time to do what you need to do for yourself. Yeah, I agree. I get up. My alarm goes off at 5.15, and I'm up by the latest I'm up usually is 5.30. And I try to do something physical every morning, so... Like this morning I did just like yoga videos online or I'll spin or I'll do something like that just to, because mm-hmm. for me, exercise helps clear my mind, but it also helps energize me and get me focused. So right. for me, like you were saying, I, I like being able to focus on myself for a few minutes in the morning instead of starting the day off rushing because I by the time I get here I just feel like my head's not in the right place so to have that morning time it's almost like having a little weekend sort of I I get that that makes sense like I love my weekend mornings but you don't have to have only two of them a week you could try to wake up just a little bit earlier even if it's like 15 minutes earlier and just do 15 minutes of reading or do 15 minutes of something you like to do and just get yourself in that right place Right, like this morning I ran about two and a half miles and then (laughs) I went home and showered and then I put a face mask on, which is not something I do every day. I just felt like doing it. It was nice because I had the time to do so. Yeah, it just makes your day a little bit, makes it it special in a way and just kind of gives you some relief. (laughs) Yes, I, I totally agree with that. I think that having a slow morning is probably 
one of the reasons I'm not totally shut down every day. <laughs> and then I also think that we kind of started touching on this, but the um, making time for yourself. Mm-hmm. We all have such busy schedules. We get up, we come to school, and then we go do sports or clubs or whatever extracurricular activity you have after school. You do your homework and you go to bed. Mm-hmm. That is an exhausting lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And when you have all that going on, it's really hard to find space to take care of yourself and do things that you really love to do. You're not doing them for anyone else. You're doing them for yourself. Because mm-hmm. I know for some people it could be sports, but I know that some people also have to play sports because either their parents are making them or they just feel obligated because they've been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. I think that it's good to have something that you truly love that you're doing purely for yourself. Um, For me, I love to read. I read every day. I set my phone. I put in the hallway, actually. (laughs) If my phone's out of sight, out of mind, I'm not going to pick it up. And it makes me feel so refreshed afterwards. So also, we kind of talked about this, but putting your phone down before bed. Your phone and computers, any kind of electronic device, has blue lights coming from the screen. And those blue lights, they stimulate your brain, and they keep you awake. So if you're on your phone right before bed, I don't know, I feel like it's just so much harder to fall asleep. Yeah, and I also think it's the light, but it's also just the, the constant scrolling or the mm-hmm. going between different things on your phone it just keeps your brain very alert and on edge. And when you're trying to go to bed, just constantly seeing images is Mm -hmm. stressful to your brain so for me I try to put my phone away about 35 minutes before I go to bed before I used to actually just put it in my drawer um, in my kitchen and I would leave it there from five o'clock in the afternoon until I got up in the morning and that was really nice but I just have gotten out of the habit of doing that but I'd like to restart that because it made that is a great habit it was awesome and it allowed me to exercise more um one of the things that I did do too was I eliminated my social media for a while and I said if you want to get in touch with me to my friends here's my email Mm -hmm. everything else and that made such a huge difference I was just contacting people through my phone all the time but um there was a friend of mine I hadn't seen him in 10 years and um we would kind of, every once in a while, like stuff on each other's social media pages. And then I went off social media and I contacted him and said, hey, do you want to meet up when I go out to Denver? And he said, yes. And we had this amazing two and a half hour conversation and we hadn't seen each other in 10 years. And I don't think I would have done that unless I had put my phone away and put social media away for a while. So That's great. I think it's, it's a cool exercise. It's tough, but I think like anything, once you start a habit, mm-hmm it becomes a little bit easier. And once you see the rewards from it, you want to keep doing it. You want to keep that positive. I, I agree with that. I would like to try to start doing that. It'd be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I have not figured out yet, I have an app on my phone called Tide. Uh-huh. And it is a sleeping app where it plays a sound. It's a rainstorm <laughs> for 40 minutes. And then if you're usually asleep by the end of it, I don't think I've ever heard the end of the 40 minutes, which is good because I used to have a lot of trouble sleeping. Mm-hmm. So the problem is I don't like having my phone by my bed, but I also do because that's my alarm and my yeah my sleeping sound. But I could get a sound machine, I guess. I just 
I have a white noise machine. You do? <laughs> yes. Do you like it? Does it help? It. I love it. I love it. Um, I've had it for, oh my goodness, like 10 years. Mm -hmm. And it's, I got it from Amazon. I've had the same one for 10 years. And it just right. makes this whirring noise. <laughs> and it helps my brain just like, okay, it's time to go to bed. And <laughs> I live kind of near a busy road and we have a lot of air traffic. Mm -hmm. So to be able to blur that out also you know to be able to blur out any kind of like creaking in my older house and that kind of thing is really nice and just helps me sleep super soundly I actually travel with it sometimes oh my goodness <laughs> I love that though yeah it works out well but I agree with the with the alarm especially it's tough I have an alarm on my watch so I use that but mm -hmm. um, but they do have some alarm clocks too that play white noise okay I might have to look into that. I would use my watch, but it's it's so simple. It doesn't really have any operations. Yeah, <laughs> it's and just... I'm always afraid that my watch, for whatever reason, sometimes the battery is a little finicky on it, and then mm -hmm. the battery will go out, and then I'll be a mess. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I would I get nervous about that, too. I get nervous about random things like that. Mm -hmm. And so going along with sleep, I think that's probably one of the biggest components of health and wellness mm. is how much sleep you're getting. And... I could not count on my hand how many times a day I hear, I got no sleep last night, or I went to bed at 3 a.m. It's so bad. I personally, I can't stay up late. I just, that's not how I work. Mm -mm. It's not how I operate. But I want my friends to be able to sleep. It, yes. <laughs> I want to help them. I don't know. Do you have any tips for getting to bed? Like, I guess we're talking about phones, and my mom always used to tell me when I was younger, oh, read before you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, that always helps. Um, I'm in a rotation right now where I usually, I'll read my devotion and then pray and then go to bed and mm -hmm. I read earlier that day. And I found that works too. But I mean, I get to sleep easily. What do you suggest for students who feel like they have too much going on and they feel they have to stay up till 3 a.m.? Yeah, I mean, I do. I feel for all of you because I... I think about how busy I was in high school. I would go home. I was in sports and student council, and I lived 45 minutes away from my school. So for me, I would get home, especially when I was relying on my parents for rides. I would get home. It would be late. I'd eat dinner, do a little bit of homework, go to bed, wake up at 5, finish it, go to school. And I just know that that rigmarole is bad mm -hmm. um so i do think that there i think that people need to take responsibility teachers included for how much work are you giving and is it purposeful meaningful work that's number one number two can you try to space out your work so maybe not everything needs to be done for the next day right maybe you can spread it out for me, I'll go home and I'll set a timer for an hour and a half. Okay, I'm going to do this for an hour and a half. This is what I need to get done for tomorrow. Um, if I can get other stuff done, great. But if I can't, then I can't and it's going to get shifted to the next day. Um, for me, I, I have to get at least seven hours of sleep. If I don't, I'm, I just am a walking mess the entire day. <laughs> So I think for me, um, part of it is just having a bedtime routine like you're talking about. 
Is there something you can do to help yourself relax? Is there something that you can do to kind of shut off your brain and say, okay, it's time for bed? Um, for some people, it's taking a bath. For other people, it's reading. Um, just finding something that can help you sleep and trying, if you get up, to do something that's not on a phone or on a screen, but reading or getting up and just like sitting up for a little bit and then trying to go back to sleep. But don't sit there thinking, oh my gosh, I can't sleep, I can't sleep, I can't sleep, mm -hmm. and working yourself up. Just kind of laying down and letting your body rest even if you're not actually physically sleeping. Right. Okay. I, I agree with the I can't sleep, I can't sleep part because I remember once, it wasn't even that late, it was like 10.30, mm -hmm. <laughs> I ran to my mom and I said, I can't sleep, I've been trying to go to sleep for 30 minutes, and she was like, Kathleen, you're so worked up, you're fine, it's been 30 minutes, just go upstairs, go read a little bit of your book, and then go to bed, and sure enough, it worked, I just needed to hear someone else to tell me I was being ridiculous. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, napping is not a bad thing, some people get really bent out of shape about napping, and napping is great if you can take a quick nap <laughs> right take a nap i set an alarm for 37 minutes on my phone all my friends make fun of me they're like oh you took your 37 minute nap you're right i did because <laughs> i turned on my my countdown it usually if i'm tired enough i can fall asleep in three to four minutes mm -hmm. and the science behind napping is that i think it's 23 to 27 minutes is the ideal napping time to refresh yourself if you do less than that it's not effective if you do more than that you're groggy so if you can kind of center it around oh. 30 minutes, you can get really refreshed. And sure enough, I will fall into the deepest sleep. It felt like I had slept for two and a half hours, but it was 37 minutes. So that is the Okay, that is so interesting. Me. When that you said 37, I thought that is a random number. It is. But it's I totally true. get it now. <laughs> yeah, I read something about how the military trains certain pilots to take very quick naps because they can't sleep for extended amounts of time while they're mm -hmm. flying. Um, and that was one of their tr tricks was to make sure that you have a set time that you go for it You just fall asleep <laughs> and I, I love it. I, it works really well for me. I'm gonna do it today <laughs> I get home. Do you do it every day? Uh, not quite every day. It depends on it depends on my stress level uh -huh. um, when I'm stressed I get very tired so the naps kind of help a little bit in terms of like being able to kind of reset myself so right. but not every day necessarily um i would say like four times a week maybe okay so it's good for me but my my parents always napped on the weekends they would, <laughs> they would all like take our own naps on Sundays, like, <laughs> and uh, it was just it's just refreshing it makes you feel cared for i think that's good that's a good idea. I've never been able to take naps, but I'm going to try it. Yeah, some people are not napping people. I, I have friends who, they're not nappers at all. And <laughs> for me, if I'm tired, I could, oh man, you can talk to people here. On a Disney <laughs> trip, I fell asleep in Magic Kingdom on a bench next to Ms. VP. So I'm going to take a nap for like 25 minutes. Do you mind? And she said, no. And I just out like a light. That is so funny. <laughs> In Magic Kingdom. Yeah, Magic Kingdom, surrounded by all these screaming kids. Just, that was my one of my proudest napping moments. <laughs> that that is one to be proud napping of. The Olympics. I would be proud too. <laughs> I, and also, I don't care what people think. So <laughs> some people would be embarrassed by that. But I'm just thinking, there's a bunch of people wearing mouse ears. Like, I'm not going to be embarrassed about laying down on the bench. No, definitely not. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. <laughs> that goes into personal time for sure. Yes. So we can move into the physical health. I know you said that you do yoga and spin. Mm -hmm. Anything else that you enjoy? 
Um, I do a lot of body weight exercises, like resistance. Right. Um, I like that. I do lift some weights. I used to do this program called TRX. I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah. Seen that. It's basically, Is that the bands? Yeah, for people who are unaware, it's um, these bands that are attached to the wall, and you basically you hold on to the bands at different lengths, and you mm-hmm. use your body weight mostly. Um, as resistance and that is a really hard workout Um, yes they are (laughs) super hard but um yeah those are my my major ones I I I ride a road bike um and have for over 10 years so sometimes I'll go up to San Antonio and ride up there because there's a lot of hills and that sort of thing but Mm -hmm. I walk every night after dinner um I like to just incorporate exercise into my daily life. And if I can, I like to do it outside, right. which is nice here in the winter. In the summer, it's a little bit more challenging. But usually I'm away from Florida in the summer and I go somewhere cooler. So I can do more in the summer as well. No, that's perfect. I feel like we're so lucky to live in Tampa mm-hmm. because of the physical activity. You're able to do so much. I mean, I'm looking out the window right now. The bay's right there in that sidewalk, the Bay Shore Fitness Trail. Mm-hmm. You can just go out there and go on a run, go on a walk, do anything. And they have they have the sit-up stations and stuff <laughs> at the monkey bars. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's a great resource. We're very lucky to have it. Right. I agree. Um, I personally, I do yoga and spin too. Mm-hmm. I go to Camp Tampa, which is, mm-hmm. do you know where that is? I do, yeah. It's right down McDill. For those of you who don't know, it's right past Bay to Bay on Palmyra. And they have a mix of spin, yoga, hit, and they also have um, hot hit, which is a little mm-hmm. different. So hit training is high intensity interval training. And they basically, you have different circuits and you have different exercises for that circuit. And you complete them and I was really scared of that class at first I had never done anything like it and it took me probably two months to physically sign up for the class I was so nervous because I didn't know what I was walking into let me tell you you could be at any level and go into that class and get anything you want out of it Mm -hmm. it's a very personal way of exercising which Mm -hmm. I like that's also why I like yoga I go to yoga usually three times a week Mm -hmm. sometimes more but there's nothing like that post-zen feeling you have. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And just, it's so good for your brain. It's also really good for your body. And um, as you get older, you start to realize, too, that when you take some time off from exercising, you start to feel more stiff, kind of like more disconnected, which is why I really mm-hmm. like yoga, because I think it, it really helps you connect with your breath and also with your body and helps you realize what parts of your body are tight or that sort of thing. So right. No, it's more of a, it's also a mental exercise, which I really like. Mm-hmm. I think that's good for managing our stress. And mm-hmm. I find that if I have a really good workout, that also helps me sleep better because mm. I'm tired <laughs> and I have my energy out. <laughs> I was just thinking this just popped into my head. I wonder if maybe in the future, AHN could have a yoga club. You know, I actually, I mentioned that to Miss Kruger. I told her I wanted to make a club where we had more wellness-focused things, where there was, maybe we could team up with camp, and they seem pretty open to it. They use our fields for some of their events and stuff. I think the two places are kind of connected. I was thinking we could do community academy classes, which you can take a community class down there and get a group, and I think that would be so fun. We could... Mm -hmm do yoga maybe um 
Wednesday mornings or after school because mornings are kind of tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I would love to start a club with wellness. The yeah. only reason she said no is because she said somebody was already doing it, but I didn't hear about that this year. So I don't know. I, I would don't like know. to find out more I thought about there that. were maybe some people that were talking about um, like a mental health awareness club, but mm-hmm. I I'm not sure. I'm, I can't really speak to it. Right. Hopefully, yoga club will happen. (laughs) If I find out that that's not happening this year anymore, I think I might try to start that up too. Because, as you can tell, I'm pretty passionate about just health and wellness. But I think yoga is very helpful. Mm -hmm. I would say I have more of a calming outlook on school and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't stress out as much about things. Mm -hmm. Like today for our Q2, (laughs) everybody walked in the room freaking out and I I just, I couldn't even work myself up. I couldn't even, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I went in and did it and I think I owe a lot of the calmness to yoga. (laughs) Yeah, to yoga and just like being in the moment because I think and uh, a student came to talk to me about this with Kona, just being, it's hard, but focusing on the present, because if you're constantly anticipating what's going to happen, or what you think's going to happen, it prevents you from thinking clearly in the moment itself. So right. <laughs> yoga definitely helps with that, and, and just helps with the overall mindfulness, for sure. I agree. The one thing I used to really have a hard time with with yoga is, like I said earlier, I'm a very list-oriented mm. person. I'd be in my head thinking it's already 6 30 I need to do this much before the end of the day and then I would be like no no don't don't think about it just Mm -hmm. focus on what you're doing right now and I think that was the hardest thing to get used to yeah no I could I could I can agree with that I I would have that too I'd have an ongoing list in my head and then I used to go to a great yoga studio in Philly and I used to take this uh was it really I forget how they phrased it. It wasn't relaxation yoga, but you would hold poses for two to three minutes at a time. Okay. And most of them were on your back. So there were occasionally, I would fall asleep. (laughs) So I went from the, I went from making lists in my head to being asleep and having the instructor have to wake me up. So now I'm somewhere in the middle, which is good. That's where Um, you want to be. And she told me, you're paying for this class. Do you want to be awake? And I said, (laughs) yes, please. I'd like to be awake. Yes. Oh, that is so funny. I've always been nervous I'm going to fall asleep. And um, <laughs> what's the last thing? Shavasana. Shavasana, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, if I fall asleep, Elena, wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, another really helpful thing I found is, like I was saying earlier, I hadn't run or anything for such a long time. I was starting literally from my couch. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> and they have an app called Couch to 5K. Yes. Have you heard of that? I have heard of that. Yes. Okay, so they have different versions. I have the one by Active Fitness, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. You only jog for a minute and 30 seconds, then walk for 30 seconds, and it alternates. Yes. It is very hard when you're coming off of doing nothing. I was... Yes. That first run, that hit me hard. I, I was shocked. I was disappointed that I hadn't done better, but then I've been doing it for three weeks now. And I've already gotten up to two and a half miles. So Good for you. My goal, I'm running a 5K in December. Mm-hmm. And so I, my goal is to be ready for that. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I'm excited, but 
I wanted to shout out that app because that mm-hmm. has really helped me to get going because I'm one of those people, I really need a plan. I need to know what I'm doing yeah. in a sense. So when I had that laid out for me, it made me more likely to do it. And I think importantly too, it prevents you from potentially injuring yourself because mm-hmm. for a lot of people when they are used to being very active and then maybe they have an injury and they're coming back from that injury, it's very easy to overdo it. Mm-hmm. And with something like the Catch to 5K, they're able to pace you in a way that hopefully will reduce the likelihood of injury. Right. Um, and and just also keep you with it. I mean, if, yeah. if you are trying to do too much all at once and you can't do it, it's very demoralizing and you just say, forget it, I don't want to do this anymore. But um, if you see, you can see small gains as you go and then, wow, I'm running this 5K, mm-hmm. that, that's a great way to do it. I, I completely agree. It really is. And it logs all the stats for you. So mm-hmm. it's really cool seeing your change and even just three runs. Because right. um, another thing, I think that if you're doing it without any guidance, you're almost likely to do, like you said, more than you should. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I feel like, say I do more studying for a push than I should one night. The next night, I'm going to be like, well, I did extra last night. I'm not going to study. Right. It's the same thing with exercise sometimes where if I did, just say I ran a mile today and I, my plan was going to be to run half a mile every day. I might, for the next two days, be like, wow, I ran double that. I'm not going to do it for a couple days. Right. So I think it just keeps you accountable. Yes. Which yeah. is something that we all need sometimes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I agree. It, it helps. It helps to have accountability, whether it's through an app or through other people. Um, because some of us are very motivated, self-motivated. Mm-hmm. But um, it's nice to be able to know that something or someone else is also counting on you. Right, I, I agree with that. And then my last tip of the podcast, <laughs> um, physical health, kind of. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's a weird one. It's called the vacuuming method. Oh, I don't know if I've heard of this. I heard of this a long time ago. It was at the end of an exercise video I had done. It was just one of those ab workouts. I don't mm-hmm. know, probably like 10 minutes. And at the end, there was a link to another video that said, a secret to strengthening your abs beyond a workout and I was like okay that that's interesting I wonder what that's gonna say I assume to be your typical tips do crunches <laughs> go on a run but it was something I never heard of before it was called vacuuming um basically the idea is that when you're working out you might be doing the right form the right exercise and the right amount but you're not holding your abs together how you should be because you're so focused on getting it done so the idea is to imagine a string attached to your abs or stomach and then pulling all the way back to your spine. Hmm. So it's almost like sucking in, mm-hmm. but it's different. You can feel your abs contract. And then, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, that seems like that's going to be really challenging. But I tried it and it really does work. Interesting. It, huh. it is like magic. And you don't have to just do it when you're exercising. She also said that... You could do it while you're at a stoplight. Just sit up straight and, like, pull your abs in. And that small change, doing that a few times every day, 
makes a huge difference. That's really interesting. And so I Googled it because I was like, this is crazy. Like, why do more people not talk about it? Yeah. Because with people with fitness goals, it's easy to get let down because you've been doing the same thing for so long and you're mm-hmm. not seeing what you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it, for most people, I feel like it's beyond just what the appearance is. It's more about wellness. But um, when you don't see the results you want to, you get a little beat down. So it, it helps shake things up a little. You don't want to get into a rut. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so. cool. Yeah, you can think about that too if you're on a bike. A lot of bikes and spinning too, if you sit up and you, yeah, you kind of, you think about more using your core or just even activating your core, it makes a huge mm-hmm. difference. And I tell students before they do something that's challenging to really sit up kind of not like I am right now and bringing your shoulders back and you'd be surprised at just kind of resetting your midline how much Mm -hmm. that helps in terms of just confidence and waking yourself up and that sort of thing right so that's a good point yeah just being able to kind of every once in a while check yourself particularly if you're sitting a lot to to help with your posture and your core no, that, that's a great point. Um, I feel like we had some successful tips on this. Yes. We got thank some good Thank you for having talking. me on your podcast. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. I was editing this and realized I totally forgot to do an outro, but I wanted to say thank you to everyone for listening and supporting the Akona podcast. Hopefully we can continue the little mini series that I'm titling The Health Chat. Thank you so much.